This is a Capricorn FM podcast. Democratic Nursing Organization of South Africa here in the province, they are disappointed by the termination of contracts for 706 nurses by the Department of Health in the province, which will be effective, which has been effective this month, the beginning of this month. And of course, they're t- talking about that in the background of having shortage of nurses. We're speaking to the chairperson in the province, Mr. Leseba Munyaki. Mr. Munyaki, good evening and welcome. Hi. Good evening, sir. Good evening, good evening. Thank you very much for joining us. Just give us background and understanding of what has happened here. You're saying 706 contracts of nurses has been terminated by the department? Yeah, those are shocking news, uh, breaking news that uh, has happened to the province. More than 700 nurses' contracts have been terminated. And uh, we, are, we are already seeing the effects of that brave blow because even, even when before they were hired on a contract basis, we still had a shortage of nurses. Even when they were hired, they were still, there was still a very serious shortage of nurses. Now that now the contract is terminated, you can imagine the weight cross. That's why uh, we can prepare the media that time and again, you will hear a lot of issues around patient complaining of poor service delivery or complaining of some uh, uh, adverse effect. Some clinics will no longer operate 24 hours. Actually, nursing care will decline a lot because we've got a severe cross shortage of nurses in this province. So we're just amazed why now because those contract nurses, we know that they were hired on basis of COVID. Yeah. But it's long that they've been stable out of COVID. The reason why they were kept, it is because their presence was making a very huge difference to say. Mm. Okay, so yes, please, uh, l- let's make that case there. These nurses, who are they? They were hired on the basis of COVID. Talk to us about their, uh, the reasons that they were hired and what was the expectation. Yeah, during COVID. Mm. Remember, first of all, we must preamble that before COVID, still we had a, a, a very serious shortage of nurses. We are known to be amplifying that. Uh, I mean, that fact uh, that uh, we, we've got shortage of nurses. Uh, the, the college was closed. I mean, there was never an intake. Uh, Concept were never absorbed. So that was before even COVID. So when COVID uh, hit, uh, hit us in 2020, then. Uh, we were exposed, that is the reality that you've got shortage of nurses. Mm. So those nurses that were unemployed, they were now employed. And even those who were retired, mm. uh, I mean, those who, who resigned before the retirement age, they had to be called and come, they came back to the system just to assist because of COVID. Because you might remember some of the nurses, because the nursing population are, is aging. Mm. Most nurses are over age. So on those basis, during COVID, some nurses who had morbid conditions, they were not allowed. They, it was not necessary or advisable for them to work at, at exposed areas. So that's why now the COVID-19 contract were activated. So those nurses came and they were hired on the contract basis. But now we became stabilized when it comes to COVID. You, 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 you could remember that Limpopo was one of the provinces that was doing excellently well on management of COVID. We were hit, but not like any other provinces because of the effort that the, those COVID nurses and nursing and the nursing itself in the province was, I mean, the performance. So now, but after COVID, when we, I mean, in COVID now we were stable. COVID was no longer severe, it was stabilized, infection went down, but yeah. then it's long. Okay. So, but so they were appointed 
to serve there during that time. But why are they being released now? We, we, we are having a lot of mixed uh, uh, reasons. Yeah. The first reason is that uh, uh, this, this nurses were hired on the basis of COVID. But COVID is long gone, long stabilized. They were released every three months. Uh, uh, some, sometimes it was renewed after three months, sometimes six months. And COVID, we had post-COVID. Yeah. So now they say they've run out of funds. The funds to pay them as a, as a, as a, a, I mean as contract. We, we to say the contract has come to an end is not in dispute. Mm. But the problem is, yeah, are we ready to release them? Mm. The answer is no. Mm. We should have known better that we don't have. We do. We do not have adequate nurses in the province. By the time we had them in the system, I think the department should have gone extra mile, maybe to go and negotiate with treasury, even national treasury, just to make them uh, to absorb them mm. at least. Mm. So, okay. so now we are exposed. Yeah. How does this impact the shortage? You know, the shortage in itself. Let me just give you a simple example. Japan mm. Hospital. I'll give you an example of Japan Hospital. Yes. Or if you can ask me at any region, instead of choose any hospital in any region, but uh, I just choose, I'm choosing Japan. Japan mm. Hospital. If you go to Japan Hospital now, as we speak, you'll find a ward that is run by a staff nurse. Mm. A staff nurse is a nurse who cannot according to his or her training, operate individually. Mm. That person must operate under direct or indirect supervision. Now, talk about nurses who will put white epaulets on their, on their shoulder. Mm. So the only time when you see uh, patients are under safe nursing care is when they're around nurses who are having maroon epaulets on their shoulders, barricading with your sister, but in actual fact, they're professional nurses. Mm. So you find that a ward is run by a staff nurse or enrolled nurse plus an assistant nurse. Mm. Just imagine your parents in a ward, uh, 30 patients, they are run by an enrolled nurse the whole night. Who, who is not trained to even recognize any signs of, uh, of complications? And they have to go into the other ward if there are some issues. They must go to another ward to, to ask for another sister or professional nurse to come and assist them. That's a problem. Now of late, you might have seen a, 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 a viral picture of my cat clinic. There was a sister there that, that was exposed on the viral, I mean on the social media. She was working alone, alone at night. No assistant nurse, no staff nurses. Mm. So you see, so it compromises uh, the, 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 the quality of nursing care. And when this adverse effect will come, mm. it's nurses that will be blamed, not the system. That's why we have released that media statement and we are happy to covering us so that we yeah. covering this so that we can explain it. And and I'm digressing now, but it's because you've you've included the matter here and I'll come back to our conversation. What do you know about the viral video of the nurse you were talking about? No, no, there, 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 there is a video like we used to, to see. There was this nurse who was mm. working at night alone. Yeah. She was just alone as a midwife. Mm. And that clinic ordinary does not operate 24 hours. Mm. It's just that because she's staying in the clinic, she decided when patients were knocking at the gate, she woke up to assist that patient who was in labor. So when she was busy assisting that patient in labor, she had to make it a point that she, she organized the, the ambulance. So other patients came. Mm. So when those patients came, the security allowed them. They they, they asked the sister if they can allow. She said, no, let them come in, but I'm still with this patient who is in labor. Mm. So unfortunately, those patients who came, mm. who came into the clinic, now they, they became impatient. They thought that the sister was not doing a job. So now they, they, they harassed her. 
she harassed her, telling her that she does not even know her job. She's useless. She does not. She, she does not know the law. And then, uh, but she pleaded with them, or I'm going to assist you. Just that when you see me I'm on the phone, I'm going to patient is in labor, and they say they've got an emergency. Mm. So you will imagine that that sister being alone, she was working during the day. From 7 o'clock in the morning up to 6 o'clock, she was on duty. Okay. At that time, it was 10 o'clock in the evening mm. when she was harassed. Mm. So you can understand she was okay. alone. So yeah, because, three, four. yeah, because the department has actually released a statement saying they're investigating the effects around that occurrence. Uh, the let other me, issue... Let me interject. Let, okay. me interject there. let me just tell you. It is known that the department will want to calm the, the community that they are investigating the issue. Mm. There is nothing that they are investigating. That clinic is not operating in four hours. That nurse was not on duty. That nurse woke up just because she wanted to extend a hand. And I'm um, only so that the issue of them investigating, I don't know what it is that, that they are investigating because that clinic ordinarily it should have been closed because should those patients, uh, if the security turned those patients back, mm. it would also have been, could have been another story that the nurse in the clinic turned the patient away. Mm. So it's just a dilemma around this strategy. Okay. You, you say, of course, that talking about 24 hours, that the department has not created conducive environment to actually have clinics operating for 24 hours. Okay, look, in, in the province, we've got a policy that uh, regulates 24 hours. Mm. which clinic can operate for 24 hours. We talk about the infrastructure, the human resource, the security, everything. Those, those things must be... We do have a template that that we tick boxes to make sure that this clinic qualifies. Yeah. So we've got more than 400 clinics in this province. More than 400, I think it's 404 mm. or 405. Now, out of 400 clinics, less than 50, less than 50 are providing... A 24-hour series. The remaining 300 and something things, the reason why they are not providing 24-hour series, the main reason is shortage of staff. Because mm-hmm. for a clinic to operate for 24 hours, it must have a minimum of two midwives and a lower category service, a staff nurse or, a, or assistant nurse. It must have a backup generator. It, remember, this, 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 uh, this, policy was, or this policy was created or developed before COVID. Mm-hmm. We, we, as if we knew when we did that policy with the department. Mm-hmm. We said that clinic must have a backup, uh, backup power system in a form of a generator. So many clinics don't have those power generators. Mm-hmm. So those are some of the things that makes many clinics not to qualify for 24 hours. But now, the department will, 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 will quietly go there and harass our nurses, force them to do 24 hours outside the policy that is their own. That is why we've got a problem. Okay. You find that those nurses who are doing 24 hours, they've been pushed and forced to do 24 hours outside the, outside the policy. And they are pushed on verbatim. They're not even, they, they, they are not instructed in a written form because should they do it in a written form, we'll have issues with them that no, 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 no. This thing does not apply for this thing in the policy. The policies, it's it, it, it very much straightforward. So mm. that is the reason why we are saying the department knows that for those clinics to operate 24 hours, which is our wish as know, so I ideally want all the clinics to operate 24 hours. Because for a real province, our all, not all our people can access health facilities. They are only who are those clinics. And all what we're saying, we're saying, train more nurses, absorb this, absorb all concepts, this contract nurses, renew their contract, or put them on permanent basis so that we can improve the health okay. in this problem. Thank you very much, Mr. Manyaki. Good evening to you.
Thanks. Thanks. Thanks a lot. That is uh, Mr. Lesiba Munyaki there from uh, Dinosa. Let's bring in Mr. Neil Shkwambana from the Department of uh, Health and get a reaction on this. Mr. Shkwambana, good evening and welcome. As the department, uh, what is your reaction to what Dinosa is saying around the release of 706 uh, nurses or the termination of their contracts? Look, um, I think uh, Dinosa is correct to be concerned um, and to raise all those things that they are raising. Um, but I don't understand why they still want to direct all those uh, things to us, whereas they know exactly where the issue is. Because um, remember that those uh, employees that we're talking about were appointed on a temporary basis through the COVID grant, right, to assist uh, in building the human resource capacity of the department to fight COVID-19. Now, when COVID-19 subsided, um, um, the, the National Department of Health felt that because now we're having a problem of measles, those people could continue to assist in dealing with the schedule of measles. And measles have subsided. Now, the National Department has taken away the grant. So, meaning that uh, because those people were employed on a contractual basis, that money that was utilized to pay them, has not been provided for. So the Limpopo Department of Health is unable to continue with um, that uh, 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 number of people who were on that ground. Look, the issue of whether those people are relevant or are needed in the department does not arise at this moment. The main issue is the issue of whether we've got money to pay them or not. I think that's where the argument should be. Because even if we were to say, really, 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 we need them, the second thing that we need to deal with is where do we then get the money to pay them because the grant has been taken away. And everybody, including Dinosa, knows that those people were hired on a contractual basis. A contract has got a starting day and an ending day. And unfortunately, uh, the end of June was the end of that particular contract. Mm. Now, I think that is what we need to understand because the impression is being created that the department has terminated. We have not terminated. The contract has come to an end because there's no longer finances to finance um, to actually pay for their salaries. But then again, we 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 also um, uh, need to um, um, impress it on 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 Elon. I'm here. I'm with you. Yes. 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 We 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 we. We, we want to impress it on the on the uh, committee members to say, mm. uh, but also we think that uh, Dinota is opportunistic in terms of raising. It might have valid points to raise with regard to shortage of staff and all those kind of things. But I think they're doing it in an opportunistic manner because, firstly, they are broadcasting lies by saying that uh, there are community messages uh, that were taken away from the province to other provinces. Not true. The truth of the matter that they know exactly very well as well is that. What we do is that on an annual basis, we take almost 300, not about 300 community service nurses. But because we're looking at those who are finishing late at our own colleges, we take them on a standard manner. We've already received 170-something during the end of March, and we'll be taking the balance, which is 120-something, now at the, at, at the uh, end of July. Mm. So, so there is no community service nurse that has been taken to any other province that was meant for Limpopo. But also... 
allowed by Treasury, we are able to make appointments. Remember, on in the same month of March when we introduced the committee, we did indicate that we have employed 300 full-time nurses into the system, which were going to tell us to be able to assist us in the process of building 24-hour clinics. So Demonte cannot want now to create an impression that we are not employing nurses. We are bringing nurses as long as we are allowed by Treasury to do so. Mm. So we think Denosa might be having a valid argument to raise, but they are raising it in a dishonest manner. Well, uh, suppose the question arises that if you were just months ago able to appoint or employ some nurses, did it okay that these ones who have been trained have been in the system and would know the system by now, their contract would ex- uh, 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 expire and, and therefore there may be they are available. Look, Namala, uh, uh, we think uh, they have formed a, a credible pool that we can always uh, get uh, new staff uh, members coming from. Mm. But also, another issue that we need to raise sharply here is that uh, we have got, and, and Dinosa knows this as well, mm. just that it does not fit into their narrative, that we have developed a clear business case with provincial treasury mm. uh, which is made of a recruitment plan that includes the recruitment of nurses right, right. because we've made a case to say in terms of attrition in the previous years we've made a saving of up to 700 million so we believe we can use half of that um to to bring in new staff members into the system including nurses but treasury is saying we can't do that it's refusing and there's nothing that we can do if treasury is disagreeing that we, we can do the best even if we employ those people we, are not, we don't have powers to pay we can't be able to pay them i don't understand why denosa is not raising these issues when they know very well they will always want to blame the department that's what i'm saying probably it's because it does not fit into the narrative so an impression should not be created that the department is just uh, sitting somewhere idly and not interested on the issues that are going on in terms of employment and or any other healthcare worker for that matter. So mm. there, there are countless uh, correspondences that we've done and we meet with unions on a, a regular basis to uh, appraise them about this kind of issues. As I'm confident that Mr. Mwiko was speaking here as the provincial chairperson of Geneva, it's quite aware of what I'm telling you now because this is not new information. It's information that has been there. In fact, the business case that I've telling about has been developed as early as the end of the last financial year, preparing for this financial year, because we're thinking that if we were to start earning the financial year and they give us that number of posts, we should be able to do the recruitment plan and close it before the end of the financial Now, the third thing, Gamola, mm. is that if Treasury allows us to appoint those people, mm. as we have wanted in terms of the business case, we believe that we are going to have an understanding of up to 700 million in terms of compensation of employee funds. Now, mm. It will be you um, next year who, when you say the Department of Health has returned 700 million back to Treasury, which it was supposed to have used uh, to pay, uh, to, to bring in new employees into this. These are the kind of things that uh, are not spoken about in the public space because people like uh, Genosa do not want to confront, people, uh, you know, like Genosa do not want to confront the issues for, uh, yeah, um, yeah. For, the, okay. for the real issues that they are. No, hear you there. How dire yes. is the situation of the need of nurses? Look, I don't want to speak about dire. We do have a shortage, but the impression should not be created that we've got a crisis because, as I've already indicated, the 700 that we're talking about were brought on a need basis to bring human resource capacity 
to fight COVID-19. Now, that was a special dispensation. That was a special court. So it would suggest to then mean that uh, we're, we're going back to the default settings in terms of the nations, but including those that we have been able to bring into the fore and the communities and dispensation that we have been able to bring into the fore. So um, we, we, we are functioning quite um, um, uh, correctly in, in terms of um, how we're supposed to. Of course, we've got shortages here and there, but another aspect that I want to bring in in terms of shortages the problem is that uh, when you look at the policy that Genosa is talking about, maybe we're still going to ask him, but I think I need to yeah, juxtapose sure. it with the word I'm talking about now. Oh. That policy that Genosa is talking about is an old policy that expired. We want to expand it so that we bring in a new policy. Because that policy does no longer speak to the material conditions now. Then the department did not have much of a challenge in terms of resources, but now we've got challenges in terms of resources. If you're going to say for a clinic to function 24 hours, it must have two midwives and two this and two that. Yeah. What are you saying? Are you saying that, for instance, if you've got a clinic uh, somewhere at uh, Kelly's village, which per night sees only one person, there must be two midwives who are seated there to see only one, 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 one pregnant woman there. Whereas there's a clinic somewhere in Masisi that sees 36 women per night. Mm-hmm. Should we then take two to two and give an incredible uh, sharing of resources, whereas the, the needs are not the same? We're saying, as the department, our argument is to say, we need to allocate resources as per the need. If, for instance, Madimbo Clinic sees a lot of pregnant women, we can allocate even up to five nurse, five uh, midwives per shift. Mm. But if there's a clinic that does not even um, uh, uh, deliver, give, uh, do deliver, why must we have uh, uh, two midwives uh, stationed uh, there per shift, whereas it does not even uh, uh, do deliver? So, so, so there is a, a particular uh, paradigm that we are trying to bring by this, but the. Uh, uh, the, the policy that Dinosa is trying so hard to hide on is actually no longer speaking to the matter. And we think as the Revolutionary Union, uh, for whom they call themselves to be, they were supposed to understand that there is a serious need for the, the, the communities to receive a 24-hour service. Mm. Now, with the resources that we're having and the challenges that we're having, how do we then bring a balance in order to serve the community? Well, the important thing is to strike a balance in terms of the shortage of resources or rather the limited resources and also making sure that communities have the, what you call, have got the 24-hour service. So okay. we can't be throwing out uh, the baby with bathwater, really, just because we've got the challenges of resources. We can still reallocate resources to serve in certain spaces as per the need. Thank you very much, Mr. Shkombana. Appreciate your time. Good evening. Good evening. That was a Capricorn FM podcast. For more podcasts, visit capricornfm.co.za.